minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Story of my life. Don't get up, keep on trying, dying after time I know in my heart I could be what I see in my mind When I'm dreaming I will shine You will not survive They tell me impossible, don't try If you can do what you wish you could do But they don't know me like I do I will shine Champion, the dream is real. Wake up, you boy! Dreaming top of the world 
unstoppable llama warrior. I'm incredible. I'm a dreamer, dreaming top of the world. Oh oh oh, top of the world. Opa. Thank <laughs> you. 
<laughs> Tuesday morning live from our New York City studios. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Big thank you to everybody from NCSY and Yom NCSY for yesterday's show. Later today, we're actually going to be uh, pre-recording tomorrow morning's Tuba'av edition of JM in the AM. Uh, we're going to be doing that. Um, we're going to be doing that uh, from Bergen County, New Jersey, from an actual NCSY summer program. So I'll be tomorrow's JM in the AM, then back live Thursday here between six and nine AM. Thanking you all for joining us. Big day today because everyone's talking about Danielle Renoff. Yeah, I thought I used to be one of the attractions <laughs> for listeners to this program. <laughs> but she takes the cake and every other part of the meal, it seems, based on her Peas, Love, and Carrots cookbook. Danielle Renoff, our guest, 745 Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. And um, I'll be Zooming with her. You'll be able to hear everything. And hopefully, hopefully, if our Facebook Live cooperates, because you know it has a mind of its own when we uh, Zoom into Facebook Live, hopefully you'll be able to see everything at Facebook.com. Slash Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, either way, of course, all of our traditional audio sources, Bezrat Hashem, will be working uh, fine and dandy, and you'll be able to tune in and listen in as we discuss the brand new cookbook here at JM and the AM. Peas, love, and carrots. It is a it's a big hit already, a runaway hit already. That's how it's being considered by the folks over at Art Scroll. A runaway hit. Why? Good question. I will try to find out 7.45 a.m. Eastern time this morning right here at JM in the AM. Oh, I'll try to find out all right. Trust me. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Why on earth is this cookbook so popular? Why is it that you'll find it in so many tens of thousands of homes around the world? I need to know. And hopefully we'll find out. <laughs> Tuesday morning, lots of weather problems today in this area and many areas Along the east coast of the United States, 76 degrees right now. We are expecting those thunderstorms, big rains, big wind, 50 miles an hour plus. High today of 80 degrees. Showers tonight, winds diminishing in a low of 73. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 89 degrees. Right now, 82 in New York City. I wonder what the temperature up is in Guilford, New York. I should check this out. What is the temperature in Guilford where Camp Missouri should be? No complaints, by the way. The camp is where they are, from what I hear, simply phenomenal. So this is not a complaint at all. Just uh, as many of you know, uh, everybody, including myself, would prefer if a Camp Missouri was in their regular place in Guilford, New York. Unfortunately for us, the governor did not think so. The governor of New York. So the governor of Pennsylvania, thank God, didn't seem to have a problem with it. And Baruch Hashem, B'li'ayin Hara, camp has been going really, really well with less than two weeks to go in the Missouri season. And I know a lot of other camps are doing really well as well, by the way. Uh, but anyway, if we were in Guilford or broadcasting up to a full Guilford campus in Missouri, it would be 66 degrees with some rain. 82 in Yerushalayim, 76 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Oh, what did we do music-wise? Yes, I said we play great music. I should tell you what we played. Mina Meitzer was from uh, Waterbury. Nigun Simcha from the Weinrib Brothers. Yoeli Greenfeld had Uvene. Binu Boarim was Yitzchak Fuchs. Benny Friedman with both as a Jew off the Yes Legacy album and Al Tishlach Yadcha. 
Nachas with champion, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. So, JM in the AM, it's Tuesday. We're live. Danielle Renoff is coming up. Lots happening here. Be careful weather wise. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, lots of activity weather wise as well. Uh, please keep in mind Tamara Lisheva Bastvora for a Rufuashlema. Tamara Lisheva Bastvora for a Rufuashlema. And your help with that is uh, greatly appreciated. By the way, uh, yesterday, you know, we're going through the show yesterday, which was recorded on Sunday. It was the uh, NCSY, Yom NCSY show that we recorded on Sunday. And I noticed that uh, my wonderful friend Michael Zions up in Hamilton, Ontario, those of you traveling through, make sure to stop by Hamilton Kosher, where Mike Zions not only has a beautiful store and a beautiful bait midrash in the store, no joke, uh, he also has uh, the Nahum Siegel Network playing on a regular basis. Um, so Mike says, I'd like to give, he said on the app, I'd like to give a tremendous shout out to my niece, Sarah Leah Zions, and her husband, Josh Shulman, on their fantastic backyard wedding in New Brunswick, New Jersey last night. I'm assuming he's referring to Sunday night. Mazel Tov from Uncle Mike and Joy. Great live stream. At Mamish felt like we were there. We cried for not actually getting to dance with you in person. Uh, but Mike and everybody up in Hamilton says Mazal Tov to uh, Saralea and Josh, as do we from all of us here at JM in the AM. So feel free to utilize the app for Mazal Tov wishes or any other type of good news or any type of uh, news or update. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Tuesday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM in the AM. How about this? Eitan Katz and Baruch Levine.
Eitan Katz and uh, Baruch Levine together, brand new Acho Senu here at JM in the AM. I want to send this next song out, Shmuley Unger, to my wonderful friend, Dr. Yeager. I hope he's listening to JM in the AM. Emes ve emin okul zoys. 
things they're coming but you keep on running just stop and sing Thank <laughs> you. המילים שספרת בליל כלולותייך ילדים משחקים מעל כל חובותייך מתחת לעץ שעליו טיפסתי תחדש בני האדמה Oh, <laughs> 
את היחידה, את לי בית. הימים ששכבת כמו פצועה בצד הדרך, הטיפות ששטפו את גופך ללא הרף, חיילים ששמרו חומותיים את קוברת. ילדים שקפצו בשבילך, את שומרת. והלב אינו שוכח, אני כאן ולא בורח, לספר לך אימה. Let's 
Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galit's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Danielle Renoff in the 7 o'clock hour. Here's news from Israel next to JMM. שר הבריאות יולי אדלשטיין סייר הבוקר בבית החולים וולפסון והצהיר, נפסיק את ההגבלות בסופי שבוע. ההתקפות על הממונה גמזון נובעות ממניעים פוליטיים. כתבתנו נוגה זק שמעה אותו. היו מחשבות ללכת על סגר בסופי השבוע, אנחנו ניפטר מזה, אין בזה שום צורך, אין שום הוכחה שזה עוזר למישהו. אני רואה תופעה של התקפות על הפרויקטור החדש, פרופסור רוני גמזון. ההתקפות... האלה יוצאות כנראה מגורמים פוליטיים שונים. אנחנו כולנו ביחד במאבק הזה. כל ניסיון לגלגל את האחריות על מישהו אחר ייכשל. את דבר ההתקפות על הממונה גמזו מצד שרים בקבינט פרסמה הבוקר כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. ראש הממשלה נתניהו הגיב על דבריו של בנו יאיר על חייזרים שמשתתפים במחאות בבלפור ואמר יש בהפגנות האלה תופעות מוזרות. אלה הפגנות פוליטיות, הפגנות שמאל. יש גם תופעות מוזרות שם, מעבר לצד הפוליטי. אני חושב שכשיש רמה כזאת של הסתה ולגיטימציה להסתה מצד פוליטיקאים מהשורה הראשונה, אני חושב שזה דבר שצריך להדאיג את המדינה. וכאן, כשיש קריאות מפורשות, אלה דברים שהיו צריכים להיות מוקד של הוקעה מצד כולם. בתוך כך, גורם בליכוד טען בשיחה סגורה, האמירה של יאיר נתניהו יכולה להזיק לליכוד. השמאל ניפח את הדברים וזה רק ישפוך דלק על המחאה. כך אומר אותו הגורם בשיחה שתוכנה הגיעה לכתבנו יובל שגב. תוכנית הילה, תוכנית לנוער בסיכון, תיסגר ב-1 בספטמבר וכל המורים יפוטרו. כ-8,000 נערים שנשרו מבתי הספר יישארו ללא כל מסגרת חינוכית. כך פרסם לראשונה כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. ישי גורזד, תלמיד לשעבר בתוכנית היל"ה, סיפר ליעל דן על חשיבות התוכנית. צריך ללכת למשפחה, כאילו המורים וההורים שלך, וגם הצורך לימוד שם משונות. הם לא נלחמים איתך בשביל שתלמד, הם באים ומסבירים לך למה צריך ללמוד, מכניסים לך את זה טוב מאוד לראש. הייתי קם בבוקר, אם אני הולך לבית הספר, היו נשארים איתי בשביל שאני אעשה את העבודות. ירידה בשכר הממוצע במשק בחודש מאי אחרי הזינוק שנבע מהסגר של הגל הראשון. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי הנביא. לפי הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, השכר הממוצע במאי היה 11,500 שקלים, ירידה של 1,000 שקלים ביחס לאפריל, חודש חריג, שבו לא נכללו העובדים שהוצאו לחל"ת או פוטרו, רובם מרוויחים פחות מהממוצע, ולכן הקפיץ באופן מלאכותי את השכר הממוצע. עם זאת, הנתון הזה עדיין גבוה ב-500 שקלים מהשכר הממוצע טרום משבר הקורונה. 
ומזג האוויר נאה עם ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
רוצה שיהיו לו בחיים רק ימים טובים, שמחה תמיד. אין בידינו לשנות הרבה דברים, אבל נוכל עוד להחליט. שלא לדאוג על מה שעוד יכול לקרות, מה יכול להיות שם בעתיד. ולא לבכות על האתמו והשושום, כי יש לנו רק את היום. Tuesday morning with Maishi Tischler. Rock Hayom is the name of that one. Oh, here on a uh, <laughs> Tuesday morning broadcast. Ellie Marcus had Chavivi. You heard Mordechai Shapiro and Kimal Achav to open up the hour and open up that set here at JM in the AM. 76 degrees. We're expecting thunderstorms today. Lots of rain and wind with a high of 80. We've got this tropical storm warning in the area, so be careful, please. Showers, winds diminishing tonight, low 73, and tomorrow mostly sunny, a high of 89 degrees. 82 right now in Yerushalayim, we're at 76 in New York City. 
as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Today's the day we speak with Danielle Renoff. Um, she's author of the book Peas, Love, and Carrots and is one of the most uh, popular bloggers, kosher food connoisseurs on planet Earth. We get to speak to her about the brand new book coming up. Artscroll.com has details on the brand new book. Check it out. Go to Artscroll.com. And um, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, delicious uh, hot dogs, deli, wonderful kosher meats, all available at great kosher supermarkets nationwide. And there are hot dogs available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. Check that out. Go to kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net. Save 10% when you use promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, promo code radio saves you 10%. And now it is grilling season. It is barbecue season. It is time to toss a bunch of A&H delicious hot dogs on the grill. Trust me, this is the time of year um, for that incredible activity <laughs> of enjoying some delicious A&H hot dogs. JM and the AM at 18 minutes after the hour. Danielle Renoff coming up. He's loving carrots. A lot of people are very anxious to hear that conversation. We'll speak with her here at JM and the AM this hour. Also, uh, tomorrow will be the uh, NCSY Summer Program annual show. We're actually doing it from Bergen County later today. No joke. We're going to be in Bergen County later today to prepare a Wednesday tuba of JM and the AM. And, um, yeah, we are, let me tell you, we are um, not thrilled that our NCSY Summer Program show is not being done in its usual place, meaning Israel. That's where we usually do it. Uh, so we're not thrilled about that. But what we are thrilled about is that there are actually programs going on here in this country, including in New York and New Jersey. We get to speak about them. And you'll hear that show tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 right here at JM in the AM. Shlomo Simcha's next. It's JM in the AM.
Go! 
the AM, Holy Fire, done by Omak Hadavar. You heard Lipa in there with Lo Yisagoy. Shlomo Simcha, O Yishama. Maishi Tischler with Rakayom. JMNAM Tuesday, Danielle Renolf expected about 15 minutes from now. Uh, you'll be able to hear everything at uh, NahumSiegel.com on the NSN app, on our listen line, and of course, uh, we hope to do Facebook Live as well, assuming our Zoom to Facebook Live connection works well. For some reason, we have a glitch that we can't figure out that uh, does not allow it to work about 1% of the time. But we're hoping. We're hoping it works out well today. Peas, Love, and Carrots, the cookbook is the name of the book. Danielle Renoff coming up at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Tehillim, Shalom Rav Loave Sorasecha Ve'en Lama Michshol. Great peace is to those that love Torah, the Ein Lomo Michshol, and that person will not stumble. We find a very interesting psak in the Shulchan Aruch. The Code of the Jewish Laws tells us in the name of the Rajba that it is allowed to ask a person how they are while the individual is in the middle of Krishna, even though you know that the person will have to return your greeting. And of course, we are not allowed to be mafsik, to interrupt during Krishna. The reason is the Pasuk says, Yiten shalom zelozeh. A person should give greetings one to the next because we want to instill love in each other. Even if the person is reading Krishna. Why? Because a person may say, if I interrupt the individual during the Shema, it's Lifnei Iverlo Sitein Michshol. I'm putting a stumbling block in the path of my friend. However, for such a lofty ideal as peace, for a lofty ideal as creating shalom between us, it is so great that when a person is at peace, when an individual learns Torah, so at that point, we learn that Hashem will consider it as though the person has created peace. And that is the meaning of the Pasuk, Shalom Rav Lo In the schus of a person's Torah, in the merit of their learning, Hashem Yisparach will create 
a reboy of shalom, an abundance of peace. Once there is an abundance of peace, the Sahara is greatly weakened. One of those things that we are told during these times to be especially careful in is not to speak bad about our neighbors and friends, to be careful in Loshon Hara and Rechilus. The great Goin Rav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita told everybody, don't forget what caused people in early times to go into isolation, to be We should all realize that the great abundance of peace that we create by being at peace with our friends and neighbors, by always creating a Kiddush Hashem, is the most dear to Hashem Yisbarach. As it says, Godol HaShalom, great is peace. May all of us have an abundance of peace in our lives. May we have bracha blessing and success in all that we do. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, 7.38 in the morning. Uh, that comes from Yossi Green and Company, Kila Chatov. Tuesday with some really rough weather coming up in this area. If you're in the New York area or really anywhere along the uh, eastern seaboard, be careful. Got this hurricane condition that's uh, going to dominate the weather today. Thunderstorms, rain, wind, 50 miles an hour or more, the high of 80. Showers and winds diminish tonight, low 73, mostly sunny tomorrow, high 89. Stay safe out there, rough day weather-wise. Hopefully it'll be good for everybody otherwise. And I thank you for listening to JM in the AM. Some comments on the app. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Castell and Burger families where the Tuesday night wedding is taking place now in Sydney, Australia. All right. Hello, Sydney, and mazel tov to everybody as they're celebrating later into the evening uh, at a uh, at a wonderful celebration. Mazel to the Schlanger grandparents who are watching from Yerushalayim. And are tuned into the wedding, no doubt, in addition to being tuned into the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, so Mazal Tov again from all of us here at JM in the AM. Coming up, Danielle Renoff. She's author of the book Peas, Love, and Carrots, the cookbook. Danielle Renoff, who has um, the distinction of having pre-sold and now sold tens of thousands of these cookbooks already. No joke. Artscroll and artscroll.com can verify that for you. Uh, she'll join us. Uh, I've had quite a career celebrating my 37th anniversary here, Era of Rosh Hashanah, coming up. Uh, but for some people, this has, this has been the distinguishing factor in my career after all these decades that Danielle Renoff of Peas, Love, and Carrots is going to join us. Not minimizing her impact. It's a great impact. Uh, but boy, oh boy. She's got some following, and I've learned that over the last couple of weeks that I could tell you since we made the first announcement that she'll be on and will be joining us here at the JM in the AM. Hope to do it on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Don't worry, because if it doesn't, uh, if our if our sometimes unofficial um, glitch occurs while trying to go to Facebook, we are recording the entire Zoom conversation between me and Danielle Renolf, so it'll certainly be... Uh, posted at some point, so no worries, everybody. You'll have every opportunity to hear and, of course, possibly see as well uh, this conversation as it goes on. Uh, I am told, I, I don't remember where I read this. Maybe I read it in, a, in an Art Scroll update. Uh, this is the first full-length radio conversation, I, I might even say audio conversation, that Danielle Renolf is having uh, since the release, the official release of Peas, Love, and Carrots. So all that coming up. If you keep it here at JM Names, she'll join us just a few minutes from now, and we'll kick things off. Don't forget, tomorrow, our Tubaav NCSY summer program show, which is usually in Israel. This year, of course, it's here. Uh, we're going to record tomorrow morning's show later on from Bergen County, New Jersey, an actual NCSY summer program that is taking place this year uh, in the state of New Jersey. So we'll be there later. That show will be on tomorrow between 6 and 9. Our two Bob show, and then, of course, Thursday we're back live here between 6 and 9 at JM in the AM. All right, more coming up, plus Danielle Renoff and my conversation with her about peas, love, and carrots, if you keep it at JM in the AM.
הביתה יש בתואר הזמנה זה לא סיפור בר קמצא כי מחווה וחגיגה חליפה ועניבה תתלבש מהרה העיקר זה השמחה החתן והכלה עם ידיים לא מאחר גם לא דקה, נכנס למכונית, נותן כזו תנופה, הנוף עובר כל כך מהר, מותיר עשן ונוצר, ממתינים לי החופה, החתן והכלה, עם ידיים עבורי, לקרות ביחד ודירה, עם אורח טוב אתה תהיה, מהר מהר תקום מן הכיסא. מתברנן שמחי עץ, פרנוס ונחס כסף תרגץ, פרידון שטיין, ודגן סבל.
J.M. in the A.M. Well, as I indicated, ever since we announced a couple of weeks back that our special guest on this Tuesday morning would be Danielle Renoff, my, oh my, did we discover just how popular she is. And this morning, we get an opportunity to uh, speak with her. She's in Jerusalem. We'll be... uh, we are here in our New York City studios, and we get to talk about the brand new Peas, Love, and Carrots cookbook. Danielle Renoff is the blogger and influencer behind the popular brand and website Peas, Love, and Carrots. It's N, letter N, carrots.com, an Instagram account at Peas, Love, N, Carrots. From her kitchen in Israel, she creates delicious and approachable recipes, lifestyle tips and hacks and shares all things motherhood and family-related, but mostly it's food. Half Moroccan and half Ashkenaz, Danielle was born and raised in Long Island. Soon after their wedding, she and her husband, Ellie, moved to Israel, where they've lived with their children ever since. Danielle Renoff, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that. You know, like I said, I'm doing this for over three and a half decades, but there's some who've told me over the last couple of weeks that now I have finally arrived because I get an opportunity <laughs> I get an opportunity to have a full-length conversation with you, one of the most popular people around. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, wait, three and a half decades? Three and well, third I'm about to celebrate my thirty-seventh anniversary on Era of Rosh Hashanah, yeah. Wow! Wow! Mazel I appreciate really that. Excited. Sounds like a you look. Need to interview yourself. <laughs> you would, have to tell your own story. That You're would be cool. that, that would be an idea. I'd probably stump myself on half the questions. When when did you realize that you're a good cook? Um. Well, I first knew that my mother and my grandmothers were good cooks, and um, I don't think I ever really like thought thought to myself like oh you're 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 a wonderful cook Danielle good job you know it never happened like that but I knew I had good taste in food because I really like to eat um and then I would go home and you know I would either recreate dishes that I had in restaurants or you know achieve flavors that I wanted to achieve or try to recreate my mother's and my grandmother's dishes and they tasted how I remembered in my head so I thought they must be okay even with all the influencers, or I should say all the influencing and all the followers that you have out there, you still must be, I don't want to say shocked, that wouldn't be fair, 
but you must be elated that tens of thousands of people decided to pre-order this book, not having a clue, frankly, I don't think, aside from what maybe you previewed for your followers, not having a clue what would be included. You know what? I think shock is the right word because, <laughs> you know, like, because you're right. It is shocking because I'm sure you feel this way. And I, I actually said this to this morning on my Instagram that, you know, you put your heart and soul into something and anybody that ever creates anything, whether it's a product, an outfit, a business, a company, you know, you start out with this tiny little idea. And for me, the idea wasn't even business oriented. It wasn't even to sign anything. It was just to share a hobby and a passion. Right. And then it grows and grows and grows. And even though I'm along the journey, you know, I'm, I'm there for the journey. And I realize that it's, you know, moving up to different levels and different things and different opportunities. You know, when you actually, for the first time, have a physical product and you get that into the hands of people everywhere. And first of all, they actually are willing to go out and take the chance and purchase that book. And then they actually like the book. It's, it is shocking because... Like you didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to write a book cookbook and it's going to be a bestseller and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be this. You woke up and like, I just want to share my dinner with you. And then it turns into this and you're like, holy moly, Hashem, thank you. This is amazing. How long ago was there an initial discussion between you and Artscroll about a book like this? Um, okay. So we, we started discussing it about a year before I signed the contract, but I had been through a lot and it wasn't the right time for me and I couldn't like get my thoughts in order and I just couldn't focus. And like, I kept saying, forget it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then over Pesach, my parents came to Israel and my husband and my brothers were here and they were like, Danielle, write the book. It's going to be so good for you. Just write the book. You'll focus. And I was, I was really against it because I love, love my platform. I love it because my platform is free. Right. Nobody has to pay anything. I'm like, I'm not a socialist, except that I love being able to share what I'm just making my kids for dinner anyway and not having to charge you for it. Like, I'm a mom. You're a mom. I don't know what to make. You don't know what to make. Actually, I do know what to make. So let me tell you what I'm making and maybe it can help you. And I was like, why would I make you go out and spend money on a book when you could have access to the recipes on Instagram, the internet? You don't even need me. Just type something in in Google. And I really put it out there. And I got so much feedback from people, you know, because I create recipes, I can't follow a recipe. It's actually very difficult for me. Interesting. And I don't, I, I can't use cookbooks because I just, I, I cook and I just go and I, it's what I'm in the mood for. And I can't be told what to do in general in life anyway. So, you know, I can't follow a recipe. It's too much for me. And, um, and, you know, I put it out there and people said, but we really don't like cooking off our phones. We don't like searching. There's no search on Instagram. We don't like scrolling for hours. We don't like printing things out. We want something that we can just open. We know what page it's on. We want to get it dirty. We want to write in it. We want to take notes. And I was like, you know what? I took it. I signed the contract. Actually, Rabbi Zlatowicz and his wife were in Eretz Yisrael for like a quick trip. They actually came to my apartment, May 2019. We signed the contract. The book was supposed to come out May 2020. And that was it. Like, we signed the contract. They left the house. I got to work. And it must have been, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it must have been unusual for you to then organize these recipes, come up with really the recipe for all these recipes, you right? You have to second guess your word choices. They are right <laughs> off. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> 
All right, I, I got a point that, first of all, I should show the book for those who are not lucky enough to already have ordered it, and you're also showing it, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Now, the people at 3M must love you because uh, as my wife and daughters have done, and this is not a this is not a this is not a social statement because I know there are plenty of men and sons that are going to appreciate the book as well. But in my home, it's the wife and daughters that are obsessed with you the have book, to see this. Look, look, and, look, and, look. and these are the post-its that have been included. <laughs> and the reason. One second, one second, Malcolm. This is how we do things in peace, love, and character. And you need to smile with that book. <laughs> and the reason that these post-its okay. are here is because every one of them designates a page of a recipe that they feel must be made. They must try at some point. And I would bet, and this is why I alluded to our friends at 3M and posted, I would assume that tens of thousands of people around the world have books that look like this right now. <laughs> that is, okay, that's only, that's one step below me seeing your book when it's filthy and covered in tomato sauce and ketchup <laughs> and mustard and all the other stuff. I want to see it with post-its, and then I want to see it in a year from now when it is so dirty you can barely read the words. All right. I have a feeling that this one is going to be just like that, as you described. Okay. Danielle, Danielle Renoff is with us. Peas, love, and carrots information at artscroll.com, artscroll.com. I mean, you, you, there, there are a lot of cookbooks out there, and you, frankly, have a lot of colleagues, some of whom actually work, with, actually work with Art Scroll as well. You have a lot of colleagues in the world. And of, with you. And with us, correct. Uh, of course, we're referring to Naomi, who's our chief chef over here at NSN. Um, with that in mind, why is this book different? Why is this at the point where you could hit insane sale figures really quickly? What, what would you say this one's different from others out there? Not better. I'm saying different from others out there. Um, you know, I don't know because I don't really play that game in myself. You know, with myself, my husband always tells me, like, he, there's one muscle, like there's one parable that he really, really loves. And it's about these two store owners and they ha they're in the same business, but in different towns. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And one of the store owners is very, very successful. And the other store owner is not. And he keeps going to his rub and asking for help and different people asking for help. Finally, one day he's like really broken. The store has no money and it's about to shut down. And he goes to his rub and he says, you know, this guy, he's in another town. So they're not comparisons, but he says, this guy did this, so I did this. This guy did this, so I did this. Um, this guy did this, so I did it. He did it, so I did it. He did it, so I did it. And why is his store successful and mine is failing? And the rabbi says, because he's only running one store. You're running two stores. Right. He's he's concerned and, about one business. You're concerned about two businesses. And as far as Danielle Redolph is concerned, this is the only thing she's exactly. concerned with. <laughs> so I just like stay in my lane. I keep my head down. And I created a book that I wanted to use. I actually, for the year I was creating this book, did not open another cookbook. Wow. Did not open. I did not want to see them. And I know other cookbook authors actually need that for inspiration. And a lot of people told me that. And I, I, I understand it. But I'm very, very visual. And I needed to be able to translate my vision and not have it fogged up by other people's visions. And when I first started, all of my amazing, wonderful friends and peers that have written books for Art Scroll, uh, you know, and just that are on Instagram were so supportive. The second they heard, Danielle, can we send you spreadsheets? Can we send you lists to help you get organized? And they send me wow. everything. Wow. What a and community. So what a community. It is. It was amazing. And they were so generous and so kind. And I realized that I can't work like that. I hate computer work. I hate charts <laughs> and things like that. I need pencils and papers. And I went out and it took me like a month to realize that the system wasn't working for me. 
And, you know, because a cookbook is so many chapters and a computer screen's only this big and you can only see so many things at once, I needed to see everything at the exact same time. And I bought giant oak tags. And for the last year, until I handed my book in in February, my apartment was covered in papers and post-its and oak tags. Did you share any of that with your followers? Have they seen... my community was with me on the whole process. And I, you know, I crowdsourced information. I really, if, if you're going to spend $30 on a book, I really want to make sure it's the book that you want. And I really want to make sure it's user-friendly and it's, you know, it's simple and easy to use, but really filled with good content. And I really asked, I asked for help. And everybody out there who was part of my community helped and gave their input. And that's why the book is so amazing. Uh, I don't think it's a testament to me. I think it's a testament to really the community. I'm told that the Culinary Hall of Fame would like to get their hands on those oak tags if they're still around, just letting you know that they're after those. (laughs) It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NahumSingle.com, and the NahumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Danielle Renolf is with us, yes. My career is now complete, according to many, now that she's our guest on JM and the AM. The book is called Peas, Love, and Carrots, the cookbook, and uh, it's brand new. Go to artscroll.com. Uh, those of you lucky enough to pre-order it, you're walking around with that the Peas, Love, and Carrots uh, tote bag, uh, and, uh, of course, enjoy the book. It is an amazing gift. Those of you who know people who like to cook or young people who are trying to get into cooking, it is an amazing gift and, and includes a lot more, Danielle Renoff, than just recipes. I have a list of some of the things that you have here. First of all, some incredible slogans about life and about cooking, some of them overlapping. You you felt that, I assume, that you had to live up uh, to this moniker of not just being a cook, a chef, but being somebody who really shares her life and thoughts with people, and that went into the cookbook. That's not typical for cookbooks, you know. Um, I didn't really think about it as living up to anything. It's just, it's the only way I know how to do it. You know, I'm like an extrovert and a connector and I like to connect to people and, you know, conversation and conversation starters and words is just, you know, as people, how we, how we do that. So putting all those words into the book was so natural. Right. So, but my point being that words of inspiration can be appropriate for a cookbook as you proved. They could be, yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, uh, people have pointed out that the uh, uh, the favorites page where you actually delineate <laughs> who in your family loves which recipe is a big help. When when a homemaker, a chef, when someone responsible, male or female, for the family's meals sees that you're telling them that your boys like a certain dish or your girls might like a certain dish or your husband may like a certain dish, that may guide them in terms of what their own family members may enjoy yeah you know it was really important to me to um, work my family into the book because they're such a huge part of what I do and I really wanted to create a special index section at the back of the book right unfortunately like we didn't have enough pages for me to do the amount of indexes I wanted to do but I really wanted the book to be user-friendly and I felt like just putting a list of recipes and page numbers in one place could really, really, really help people. And then my kids were like, well, you have to tell them that I like this one. You have to tell them that I like this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. By, the way, by the way, I went through the same thing, which I'll explain in a minute. But on this <laughs> on this page, page 430, it's family faves. And I think it's a great Shabbos afternoon activity with the family. 
I think <laughs> I think if someone mentions a recipe like brick roast salad, uh, I think the rest of the family could guess: is it the boys? Is it the husband? Or is it the girls who enjoy it? I think it's a great quiz quiz, quiz game for a Shabbos afternoon. What do you think You're of right. that? New game, peas, love, and carrots. <laughs> the, the, the Shabbos game. And I'm not even kidding, frankly. Now you mentioned that your kids, you know, insisted that you include in your book what their favorites were. I have people in my household who've been insisting for the last week, <laughs> including at this past Shabbos' Shabbos table, that I include the information about what their favorites are. First of all, I must tell you, and I hope I have the right page here somewhere. I thought, it was, where's the page number? I thought someone had delineated for me exactly where to find this. Um, oh, here it is. Page, uh, page, hang on a second. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that one in a moment. There's a lentil soup that you have that I enjoyed, courtesy of the amazing Stacy Siegel. I enjoyed both right before Tisha B'Av and right after Tisha B'Av. An incredible lentil soup. Thank you. You are very welcome. I actually love lentils very much, and I love lentil soup. And there are three lentil soups in the book. Actually. Three. So I had the there one. With, I had the one with the celery. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about. I don't remember the name of it. The, the spicy one. vegetable lentil soup. I don't. The, it's like yellowish in color. That's the one. The yellowish one. Yeah. Yes, that, that's the red lentil soup. And it was so done. Oh it was God. done very well, and it caused controversy in the Siegel home. Yes. Why? I'm telling because they were not sure based on your general <laughs> recommendations if those lentils should be soaked in advance or not. Because you do not indicate it in that recipe, but the because it doesn't need to be. If it needed to be, I would have said it. Right, but the general Siegel chefdom insisted that 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 the recipes that call for lentils are always better when soaked prior. But I see this so, is I see this is a okay. So the Siegel home is correct. However, <laughs> it does not apply to red lentils. Got it. Because red lentils cook very very quickly and become mushy very quickly. So you wouldn't want to start breaking them down before you're cooking them. You want to give them a quick rinse, you know, to clean them off as you do with most things. But you definitely do not want to be soaking red lentils. Well, I think it's obvious you see that this uh, this cookbook already has caused a stir and has brought up a lot of conversation. You know what they say, Danielle, as long as they're talking about it, it might be a conversation. My parents, my parents would say, well, she's been doing that since uh, 1986. So. There you go. I call your attention to page 242 because this because this past Shabbat in the 1 p.m. hour in New York City, I enjoyed the sticky barbecue deli and onion salad. You call it an onion sandwich or salad. We had the salad. Now I already I I have shortened it. I just call it sticky deli. I think my okay. wife my wife actually calls it sticky meat. I insisted on calling it I sticky. I feel like if we're on a nickname basis, we're good friends. So <laughs> I'm go. I'm into it. I mean, you know, it's funny. You know, a novice like myself who knows nothing about cooking. Oh, there it is on Zoom and Facebook Live. Everybody could see the recipe. Um, a, a novice like myself really never understands how a new cookbook ever comes out because we just think everything's been done already. Like, what what recipe can you produce that we haven't seen somewhere else already? And then I try this one, and I guarantee you I never had anything like this before, and it was absolutely delicious. <laughs> it better become a regular staple at the Seagull Shabbos table. It's a very good one. You know what? I made it for my father one day last summer. It's kind of like... You know when you need to like feed your kids dinner, but right. you're not really not really into it. So one day I was like giving my kids turkey sandwiches, but I was like, I felt a drop quickly because like I actually had the five minutes to pull something off. So that's how this dish came about, and it's been like a staple in my home ever since. 
And now I call. And now I call your attention to page 210, and I'll tell you why. And I'm sorry I'm making this all about the Siegel family, but you see that we spent 10 days together preparing for this conversation. Uh, if you go to page 210, for I am married over 30 years to an unbelievable gourmet chef, Stacy Siegel. Anybody who's tasted the food she makes knows that. And now, thank God, I have other people in the family, my daughters, who are amazing cooks. But nobody's ever been able to be brave enough, and they'll admit this, and courageous enough to make what was for me in college years ago my favorite dish. Thank God for Danielle Redoff at page 210 <laughs> because now the Seagull women are courageous enough to make a chicken pot pie. I applaud you, Danielle Redoff. <laughs> I appreciate that very much, and yeah. and and I must point out that the, and, and and again this is a uh, this is something that became a uh, you know a really uh, important uh, note to this conversation. Uh, I think you just alluded to it. Uh, it sounds well. Here's what my wife said. My wife said you'll never believe this. Danielle Renoff's husband and you have the ha, each have the same favorite food, and that's chicken pot yeah. pie. We say it again. Yeah, really? Would Ellie would Ellie say that's his number one? So yeah. that's it. So that's it. So now I have suffered for three decades not being able <laughs> to have the homemade version. But now, because of you, finally, that void is going to be filled. How do you like that? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Uh, you see, you're bringing families together. And finally, again, making it all about the Siegel family preparation for this conversation. A very unusual thing, by the way, for an interview happening on JM and the AM. <laughs> Uh, even with the cookbook interviews we usually do, I, I take them in a completely different direction. Uh, but I did ask the Siegel ladies, what is the one of all these post-its, of all the things you've marked off, everything that you've done in uh, in preparation for your own culinary adventure with Danielle Renoff's cookbook, Peas, Love, and Carrots, which is the recipe that you are most anxious to make, the one that just looks like it's so delectable and so incredible and the consensus was, if, Danielle, you turn to page 334, tomato soup with cheddar matzo balls oh. is something that sounds amazing. And once you read the recipe, it's something that I will anticipate will taste amazing. It actually, it is very delicious. There it is very go. delicious. So you, you really do have the same taste buds as Ellie. I actually just released, like, Ellie decided over Shabbat, he's like, you know, there's a few recipes in this book that people are going to gloss over, either because they're too easy and they don't think they're worth it to try, right. or they are too intimidated by it because they think like, artic like, you know, Ellie's like, there's an exotic ingredient like artichoke, right. um, or there's <laughs> or like, or it's too many steps that they don't realize it's worth it. So Ellie put together this whole list. And I posted it on Instagram, and you're literally picking off Ellie's list. Phenomenal. How many times have you made it? How many times have you made tomato soup with cheddar matzo balls? Is like it's something you've I made? It, you made? Uh, like first, when I first started making it, I probably made it like once a week on Thursday nights. What a lucky guy he is! <laughs> and now I make it about like at least every other week because I, anyways, Thursday night I want to make the matzo ball mixture for my chicken soup, so yeah. I just double it. I have the matzo balls. 
and the tomato soup is so easy. It's, can I give the recipe here? Yeah, please, <laughs> please, please do under one condition. Under one condition, yes. I me. I want to make a Nahum Siegel recommendation on this recipe. That if you to- that if you that for us white rice lovers, if you toss in some white rice into this oh, tomato. Wait, <laughs> white rice is my favorite food. I'm, I am jealous. I am, I am jealous of those from Sephardic background who can make a recommendation for the tomato soup. White rice. <laughs> I, I, one of the things I'm most jealous of is when I meet my Sephardic friends on Cholamoid Pesach and they tell me they had chicken and white rice for dinner. I can't do that. And we don't eat rice on Ah, food. interesting. Okay, got but we it. We don't eat rice all year, so. <laughs> okay, but you, but you do, but you do accept my uh, my addendum. Go right ahead with the recipe. Oh, I I fully accept it and I support it because in fact, at least full of the cheddar mass of all tomato soup always gets a scoop of white rice. Phenomenal. Um, so the recipe is actually really simple. You, I give you a recipe for matzo balls. You can get that in the book, or right. you can just use whatever matzo balls you're making. And then the tomato soup is so easy. You put a quarter cup of unsalted butter. You take a whole purple onion peel, but you just like cut it in half or quarter it or whatever you want or just leave it. Throw it into the butter and five cloves of peeled garlic. That's it. Just throw it into the butter whole. You add one and a half teaspoons of kosher salt, one teaspoon of coarsely ground black pepper, and then three cans of tomato sauce. You're going to add that all to the pot, and then you're going to fill each of the cans one time with water and one can two times, so four cans of water right. into the pot. You're going to bring it to a boil, and that's it. Reduce it, let it simmer, cover it, let it cook for an hour for the flavors to come together. And then, because I have little kids, you know, who at the time wouldn't eat garlic or onions or things like pieces, you know, right. pieces could be anything. Um, I, you just scoop out the onion and the garlic because they're whole. They're very easy to take out. And then you just wrap them up, matzo balls in. Add a handful of cheddar cheese, you know, shredded cheddar cheese to your matzo ball mix. Drop them in. The it's, cheese contains water. And basically what happens is that the cheese runs throughout the matzo balls. And the steam from when the water releases, when it's boiling from the cheese, actually causes the matzo ball to crack a little. And some of the tomato soup seeps into the inside Ooh. of the matzo ball. And then you bite into it, and it's so delicious and yummy. It's a, it's a good one, folks. I want to tell you something. That sounds phenomenal. Can't wait to have it. Danielle Runoff is with us. The book is called Peas, Love, and Carrots, uh, artsgirl.com for information. Final controversial point of this conversation. Oh, no. Um, I believe it was the lentil soup recipe that called for something called sumac, S-U-M-A-C. Am I right about that? Yeah. Now, this is a, yes. this is a spice that, frankly, our Ashkenazi community is not very familiar with. You probably know that. Right. Uh, I wh- do. Uh, there, I have a chef who lives in our building, and when there was no sumac, my wife went to him and said, could I please you know, borrow some sumac? And he said, wow, sumac, why? She said, well, there's a recipe. And then, he goes, I guarantee you. This re- this sumac will be used for one recipe, and then it'll sit in your in your uh, uh, pantry for seven, eight, nine years. Now you're arguing that that's not the case; that there are other recipes. But I think he. I think you need to buy him a book. Ooh, because sumac is because sumac is in approximately what percentage of recipes in this book? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Here. I mean, is it significant? I'm say off the top of my mind, I could think of four. Oh, all right. So there are some things yeah. I had never. I mean, I had never heard sumac of it before. Is, you, but you do know what sumac is. I don't. I don't. You know when you're a little kid and you're walking and you see bushes with those tiny, tiny little pink berries? Sure. And we're we're told they're poisonous. Don't eat them. They're right. beautiful. Like little tiny ball leaves of pink berries. Right. That is sumac. So 
North American sumac is in fact poisonous, but sumac that grows in the Middle East is not poisonous. And what they do is they take this berry, which is delicious and tart and has a citricky um, component to it, and they dry it and grind it up. And it is so insanely flavorful and delicious. You know, when I started, um, I didn't know that, it, you know, my mother's Moroccan. So I grew up with spices and things that were a little bit more quote unquote exotic for people. And when I started my Instagram account, one of, in the very, very beginning, I posted a recipe for pickled onions with sumac and nobody ever saw that anywhere. And I right. got, you know, I, I, I had very, uh, my, the community was small. It was a few hundred people at the time. It wasn't anything, but I got hundreds of messages. What's sumac? What's sumac? To the point that to this day, I have uh, in my phone, you know, you could type in an auto response to what's sumac. <laughs> That's great. So whenever I type the word sumac, the, the definition of like what sumac is, and I gave a list of recipes and applications and what it tastes like. So, <laughs> because so. nobody ever heard of it. But now I think it is becoming more mainstream. And I know in America, Parag sells it in quite a lot. And if you've never tasted it, just, you know, stick your finger in it, you know, touch it to your tongue and taste it. And you'll see it almost tastes like powdered lemon with a little bit of a slightly florally earthy note to it and it's delicious so i'm not a clever journalist i'm like everybody else who had never heard of it before <laughs> and now discovering it because of you unbelievable it's called sumac everybody s-u-m-a-c by the way my my family did mention how amazing uh the dips in front of the uh cookbook are for a couple of reasons first of all dips are really right now in 2020 Probably the yeah. the newest craze when it comes to serving a fancy and or Shabbos meal. Uh, people like to start the meal with dips. In fact, they're, they're actually now platters being sold where, you know, six to eight dips can be included on the platter. And it's a great start wow. to the meal. And you've done that at the beginning of your cookbook. Very timely and, and really helpful. Um, so, so big kudos on that one. It's something I grew up with. That's very traditional in a Moroccan right. home. We start out the meal with fish, a lot of fresh salads, like not lettuce salads, like Every vegetable is its own salad, a carrot salad, a kohlrabi salad, a celery salad, you know, different things like that, and tons of dips on the table, salad, quid, and eggplant, and all different things, and it's like, it's really the best part of the meal. And, and you also have an amazing tips section, things that you think people should know or, you know, be, should be prerequisites before they walk into the kitchen. The only one that, that really caused a, a stir in the Seagull home was the recommendation that you must start peeling celery and and the seagull chef said sorry danielle that's one thing we're never gonna do <laughs> it's fine this is what will happen you come to israel with your family too fast you eat at my house friday night <laughs> i will serve you peeled celery and then you'll never again question my peeling of celery. and that, that will be it we don't need to argue about it you just come to my house and that will be the end of the conversation i, admi no more I admire your confidence it's fantastic <laughs> Um, with your background, you, you mentioned Moroccan. We speak about one of the, and by the way, it was explained to us, and you could tell me if this is fact or myth. It was explained to us that the reason the cover of your book looks the way it does is you're trying to convey some type of combination of the Sephardic and Ashkenazic tradition. I mean, matzah ball, obviously, you know, just the visual of it denotes Ashkenaz and the soup that you have on the front on the front cover certainly has a lot of Moroccan slash Sephardic elements to it. And, and that's that, that, you know, symbiotic uh, relationship between the cultures is really important to you, it seems, but in all seriousness, and I could say this because I'm part of the Ashkenaz, you know, a brotherhood and sisterhood. Uh, is, is there anything 
of significance that we bring to the cooking table because <laughs> one one might think if someone is trying to combine Moroccan slash Sephardic and Ashkenazic cooking experiences, you know, I grew up in an Ashkenazic home. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you could say that we have that much influence on the variety of delicious cooking that's going on out there. How would you respond to that? Okay, so first of all, my father's Ashkenaz. So anybody that knows me knows I love my father very much. And uh, my father's actually a foodie. And he's, you know, what my mother did that was so great was that my mother brought her Moroccan culture, but my mother didn't reject my father's food culture. Nice. She didn't only cook the foods that her and her mother made. She actually learned to cook the foods that my father loved. So she learned how to make potato kugel and she learned how to make Ashkenaz chillins mm. and she learned how to make, you know, veal chops with duck sauce and she learned how to make, you know, like regular typical fricassee. We do have some good foods, huh? You <laughs> do. You have Ashkenaz and have delicious food. Listen, there's a part of Ashkenazi food that I don't necessarily relate to. My mother didn't cook a lot of sweet foods. We didn't grow up with a lot of sweet food on the table. I don't necessarily understand why cranberry apple crisp is a side dish and not a dessert, but I'm not going to judge it. I just, I don't, you know, I don't understand it. Um, we didn't grow up with really kugels. My mother didn't make kugels. She made roasted vegetables. She did different things with vegetables. Our side dishes look different, but Ashkenazic Jews are really, let's say, like Eastern European Jews. And right. Eastern European Jews did really good things with potatoes and meat. And we have a lot to be grateful for. Like, you know, Yatsik is delicious. And if done kugel, right. If done right, it's amazing. Yeah, potato kugel is delicious. And really, schnitzel comes from Eastern Europe. So right. thank you for schnitzel. And uh, veal chops, hello, or breaded veal chops, yum. That's delicious. Like, so there is a, you know, I, and I really learned to love the best of both worlds and bring them together, and they don't have to be separate. They can come together to create something even better. How'd you come up with the name Peas, Love, and Carrots? I'm sure it goes back many years because that's your following. It does. It, it happened in the middle of the night. I was trying to buy, an, uh, I was trying to create an Instagram account, and in those days you had to have an email to have an Instagram account. Right. Uh, whatever I didn't have the email and I needed to create a new email so I, like I, I was like okay I guess I'll buy a domain name it was like three in the morning my husband was in America I ended up I'm like not technological at all I promise you that my setting up peace loving carrots the domain name costs more money than anybody ever spent on GoDaddy <laughs> like it does not make sense I, I, I won't I get I'm getting texts from Ellie's like what what are these charges from GoDaddy what is happening how many websites are you buying <laughs> Oh, so you so we could go to peas love and carrots, peas love and oh carrots. God. We could so go, you to go to all of all the versions of peas love and carrots. <laughs> and I, the name I originally wanted was taken. So and literally, it was like I wasn't even upset. I was like, okay. And then boom, popped into my head. I loved it. I went with it. I never looked back. Amazing. Um, the uh, you mentioned earlier about, or we were talking about the varieties that people can uh, uh, can make in terms of all the different foods and and. Obviously, I've been disproven that that, that every recipe has already been published. Uh, but you you, met, you you mentioned challah before. I didn't realize that a lot of people have challah recipes. A lot of people right have a baking section, a dessert section, challah cake. Honestly, et it feels appropriate to me. If you're a Jewish girl and you have a Friday night meal and you're writing a cookbook, it, it makes sense that you would have your own. Every woman probably has their own version of a challah recipe if she makes right. it often enough. But I and be, what better way is there to start? 
a cookbook with the recipe that's a tribute to the one of the three mitzvahs we have. But what I point out is that the Moroccan Sudachli Shit challah and the Rabbanit Toledano challah, these are these are seriously stuffed challahs. I mean, you know, I've heard I've, I'm being serious when I say I've heard and have enjoyed, you know, chocolate challah, raisin challah, different things in challah. I mean, these though are really seriously stuffed with a with a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> yes, yes. So the Moroccan Sudachli Shit challah probably predates the chocolate chip challah because it goes way, way back. Centuries, huh? Yeah, centuries. Um, and, you know, I think that if a woman was working hard to make dough, you know, she needed two challahs for Friday night, two right. challahs for lunch, and she needed two challahs for shalashudas, and she also needed food for shalashudas. Right. So what better way was there to serve shalashudas than stick the food right into the challah? Unbelievable. It's very delicious. What a what a way to eat a meal! Like you know, when people yeah. to, when people toss plenty of chicken and vegetables into their chicken soup, and essentially instead of a course, they've had an entire Shabbos meal. Exactly. <laughs> by, exactly. By doing that, uh, you also include some great desserts, a lot of side dishes, the dips we mentioned. I mean, soups galore. You must like making soup because you have varieties of of, of so many different soups here. I it, love soup very very much, and really my goal with the book was just to include as many recipes as I can. I knew you were going to spend the typical amount of money, and I felt like I really wanted to make sure that it was a book that if you were giving me space on your shelf, it was worthy of the money and the space on your shelf, and that meant giving you as many recipes as I possibly could so that you could use this every night of the week for dinner. You could use it for Shabbos. You could use it for Yantif. You could cook it. use it if you're cooking just for yourself, for you and one other person, or for you and an entire party, for a holiday feast, for a cocktail party, for a small gathering, for a brunch. I really wanted it to be packed with everything you need. Book is called Peas, Love, and Carrots, the cookbook, Danielle Renoff. It's officially out for like a week, but it's been pre-ordered galore. No, not a, not a week. We're on day four. Not even a week. Uh, day not, four. Not even a week, and we're talking about tens day of— five. Say it again? Day five. We're day five. Day five. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about tens of thousands of copies that have already been sold. And, uh, and you know, it's funny— a couple of weeks ago when, when I started to really research and learn about Danielle Renoff, so I'm asking members of my family who, frankly, are obsessed with you, and I think that that's a fair way of putting it. It may sound, it may sound bad, but I'm saying it in a really nice, kind way. Uh, reg- sounds so bad because I invited you over for a Shabbos. So. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I don't care. And my daughters are going to tag along. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, now, now I'm getting it. I get the authenticity. I get the fact that you say what's on your mind. I get that you share a lot with your audience, even the oak tags that go up on the wall to prepare your book, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and I'm getting it. I, I started, I'm, I'm beginning to understand why tens of thousands have already taken advantage of the pre-order and why so many follow you on all the different social media platforms. And, and and it's clear, based on the book and based on our conversation, that you have messages to share with this worldwide audience uh, that you feel are important. And the fact that, frankly, you're in Yerushalayim, to me, makes it even more significant. I think that you know, when, when someone is there in Israel, and in Jerusalem specifically, they have a, a certain perspective on life, especially in these challenging times, uh, that often, I believe... Uh, are lost on some of us in Chutzlar. It's personal opinion, but I think that that's a, a, an important uh, a factor. I don't know if you would say that you can't do this from Long Island. You probably could say you could, but I think there's something special about the fact that you're basing this all in the Holy City. Is there anything anything you've ever thought of regarding that, or what do you think? Um, I don't specifically wake up every morning with the purpose of sharing the message. I wake up every morning, you know, with the purpose of sending my kids off to school. <laughs> Day to day stuff. They don't make the bus. <laughs> um, but 
I feel very blessed to live in Jerusalem. I feel like I could not have done this anywhere else wow. but Jerusalem because wow. uh, this is where I'm meant to be. Thank what a God. Thank you. Um, and I don't have any specific message. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a Revitan. I'm not. I'm not different than anybody out there. I just have Baruch Hashem, a lot of Amuna, and I really think you know there's so much out there telling us that this is bad and we're wrong and we need to change and we need to do better. And I just think I get to talk to thousands of women every day, literally interact through messages and see them. And I don't know, every, I would say 99.9999999% of the messages are filled with beautiful conversation with nice people that want to be loved and want to give love and love Hashem and are looking to grow and work on themselves and be the best version of themselves. So I just think like, I wish I could show people what happens in my inbox because like, it's really, the world is amazing and there's so much good out there. I think that people who are familiar with this show and know that there's often a, a very serious uh, aspect to these conversations, even with all the fun we're having about the brand new book uh, and knowing your background and story. Um, many people know that, that you've had many challenges, including what some might regard as the ultimate challenge uh, from the one above for, for a mother. Uh, is there a special message or, or words of inspiration and encouragement that you give people who go through similar circumstances and might turn to you for a word about what you've learned through your past experiences? Um, I haven't really taken uh, the jump yet to learn with other people that uh, have gone through what I went through after I went through what I went through. It's still very recent for me. Uh, we unfortunately lost our son a little over two years ago. And it's been a very difficult journey since then, personally. I'm not as, as interesting because um, I'm much more extroverted in general than my husband. And if for some reason, it's much easier for him to talk about his feelings around it than it is for me. Um, obviously, like for any parent, uh, you know, you bring a child into this world and you take care of it and you love it and having to, having to watch your child be buried is really an, a, a very, very, very difficult thing to go through. And it's an image that stays burned in your eyes forever and you can't really ever get rid of it and you also don't want to get rid of it because it's part of your son's life and you don't ever want to erase any part of that um, but the only thing I can say um, at this point is that it has been two and a half years and throughout this journey I have seen that I can get through anything and still love Hashem and still love his Torah and in fact, feel more connected to Hashem and more connected to his Torah, because I don't think that Hashem did this to me. I think Hashem did this. And this is part of a master plan to bring Mashiach. And, you know, I'm not sorry, Menu. And sorry, Menu had the schuss of being told that her son was going to be a karma. Obviously, like, that's not something I could have handled. But I, w I went through this Nisayon and I came out of it. And I'm here and I'm happy and I'm a good person and my children are good people and I'm a good mother and I wake up every morning and it's not something that I can erase or I can avoid thinking about, but 
It's something that I can think about and be happy with. And I think if somebody else is going through what I'm going through, that's the message is that, is that you can, you can be okay. You can be okay and not okay at the same time. You know, they always tell you that it's okay not to be okay, but it's also okay to not be okay and okay. You can be both and you can hold both. You have space for both. And you can be so sad that you went through something like that. And at the same time, so happy that you're sitting at lunch with your friends. And one doesn't negate the other. And I think that was for me, it took me two years to really learn that I could process so many feelings at the same time that were so contradictory, but we could do it. And that's part of the gift Hashem gave us as, you know, as people, as, as humans, is that we can, we can hold contradicting emotions and nothing negates them. Baruch Hashem, we're lucky. Danielle, I, uh, what you're willing to say uh, now, I understand, is a tremendous inspiration for a lot of people. Those words that you just uttered for people who've been in any type of challenging situation are so important. And, and now I get it. I see why people are so connected to you and why they're uh, curious about what's happening uh, in your own life and uh, just how sincere uh, your relationship both with God and with your audience is. And that's very, very much appreciated. And I thank you very much for sharing that with us. Uh, the, book, the book is called Peas, Love, and Carrots, everybody. It is uh, a comprehensive <laughs> guide to get you through any meal, any Shabbos, any Yantif, I can guarantee that. I don't know if Danielle would be bold enough to guarantee it, but I can guarantee it, that's for sure. Uh, artscroll.com for information. Again, go to artscroll.com. Join the tens of thousands who already have done what my family members have done, have kept the people at Post-it in business <laughs> by, by putting and marking hundreds of pages of recipes that they'd like to encounter in our kitchen and serve to the family. And I know that that's being duplicated around the world. By the way, is the book available in Israel? Are you hearing from people who are getting it? Yes, yes. The book is available around the world. Um, Due to COVID, unfortunately, shipping has been quite the difficulty. Um, Art Scroll is doing everything they can, literally, like everything they can. They're absorbing extra costs that they don't normally have to absorb to get this book to people. Uh, Amazon has had gotten plenty of books, Baruch Hashem, they sold out, but they are getting more and you can still order from them and they should be receiving their books early next week. Um, Israel received a shipment of books, but Baruch Hashem, those books are sold out. So Israel is receiving a second shipment of books early next week. Uh, Europe received books. They're receiving a second shipment early next week. The only two places that didn't receive their books yet um, from the original first shipment is Australia and South Africa, and that's because that gets shipped on a boat, not on air cargo. Right. And due to restrictions and things like that, it's just it's, it is taking a very long time. And I believe Australia is under a very strict lockdown, so I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work when it gets there. But we are working very, very hard to get them to those two places. And so, you know, if you want a book, we want you to have it. So they <laughs> they have they hard. haven't spoken to you about uh, translating the book into Hebrew, have they? <laughs> no, no. Oh. What an idea. Huh? <laughs> have they spoken <laughs> have they spoken to you about a follow-up book or that conversation hasn't happened yet? We're 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 one and done shop over here. Right now okay. it's right now it's one and done. All right. There one you go. One and done. You're not you're you know not... what? When I was a little girl, my father took me to Little League and I really I did not want to go. I did not did not want to go. And they made me go. And um it was like I don't know, the bases were loaded and I was like this tiny little kid 
And I get up and they're like, okay, she's going to strike out. The game's going to be over. That's it. And they, I don't know, they threw the ball once or twice. Just think, and then I hit the ball and I got a grand slam. <laughs> and everybody came home and my mother was so happy. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never playing again. You're, you're, you're going out on top, basically. <laughs> I, I never played again. I literally never played again. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love that. Uh, peas loving carrots, everybody. I hope. You will. You, I hope you will find this a warm and inviting uh, surrounding that you'll join us again here on the NSN Network uh, in the future. It's been great having you. Thank you. I would love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. And please tell your wife and daughter that I appreciate everything. <laughs> I certainly will. Oh, and a couple of network notes having to do with Danielle. This will be repeated uh, in its entirety on our JM Rewind, which will be uh, uh, exactly a week from now, 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Plus, of course, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, accessible forever uh and in addition to that a real chef um uh, from the nsn network miriam al wallach will speak with danielle renolf at 10 30 a.m live this coming uh thursday morning uh, that that might be a challenge for you she knows her way around the kitchen so good luck with that danielle i feel like we just spoke for a really long time i don't know why you're still questioning me. <laughs> you're right i, I should have learned my lesson right <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 100% correct, but it's much more dramatic for the audience when I use my approach. Trust me. <laughs> Continued good luck. And everyone go to artscroll.com and buy the book. Thank you for having me. And, reg and regards to Jerusalem. And thank you for being here. Absolutely. Danielle Renolf, everybody. Peas, love, and carrots. Pretty amazing. We salute her and encourage everybody to get the book. Go to artscroll.com. Again, uh, go to artscroll.com. And enjoy. Plenty more coming up on a Tuesday if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M., Yaakov Shweki and Aish, D minor Nigun, done by Eitan Katz. Tuesday morning, J.M. and the A.M., my thanks to Danielle Renoff. Book is called Peas, Love, and Carrots. Go to artscroll.com.
Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, now Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Tomorrow, oh, I'm told on the app that today is Nahama Zayon's birthday. Is it Zayon? Z-A-Y-O-N. Nahama, happy birthday to you uh, from all of us here at um, JM in the AM. <laughs> One of our listeners says, love starting the day with music and food. Super Superb combo. Thanks. One listener says, what an awesome interview, Yashikach, and thanks. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, anyway, we'll be recording tomorrow morning's JM and AM later today in Bergen County with NCSY summer programs. Looking forward to that for our Tubaav show. That'll be tomorrow, 6 till 9. And then Thursday, this place goes nuts because Thursday we have the first contest of the month, a month of contests kicking off our 5781 season number 9 of NSN. Uh, first contest tomorrow, excuse me, Thursday morning, 8 a.m., and then Thursday during the live lunch uh, to build up to the eventual month, end-of-month contest, the big one coming up, all brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms of Queens, New York, and Aaron's West Orange out in West Orange, New Jersey. So we thank Aaron's. They're doing our kickoff of uh, the brand-new season, season number nine. Details coming up Thursday as we uh, really let the place explode with some great prize information and giveaway information. It's all happening here on JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. The hot dog's now available at every Trader Joe's nationwide. Go to kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Again, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Ah, boy, oh boy. What a great morning. We have more coming up because the, um, as we said, tomorrow morning show is going to be recorded this afternoon uh, in Bergen County, New Jersey with NCSY summer programs. Looking forward to doing that. And um, and that'll be our two-bob show tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., Avi Peretz, wrapping up a Tuesday. Love the uh, words that Danielle Renoff said about Yerushalayim. Loved it when she said she feels she could only do this from there. Wow, what a powerful statement. And I thank her for joining us here at J.M. in the A.M. Go to artscroll.com for information about her amazing book, Peas, Love, and Carrots, the cookbook. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. 
Wraps up an amazing and incredible Tuesday here at JM and the AM. My thanks again to Danielle Renoff. Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network to see the conversation. Obviously, all of our platforms to hear the conversation. And I thank her. Tomorrow, it'll be our NCSY summer program show. We are recording it later today from Bergen County, New Jersey, and very much looking forward to it. Thursday, we are here live with amazing news regarding the month of August. Thank you to Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's in West Orange, New Jersey. We'll have that for you Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.